was supposed to increase. That wasn't a vague assessment from afar or something that was leaked out via sources or some back door for PR purposes. This was a direct statement from the general manager of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. Payroll was going to go up. Um, Better get moving on that. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Four additional players and a total of five reached agreements with the Pirates to avoid arbitration. That clears their plate of any potential disputes. The latest four were Edward Olivares. He's an outfielder. If you've never heard of him, $1.35 million. Connor Joe, $2.125 million. David Bednar, $4.51 million. And Mitch Keller, easily the biggest one out of this group, at $5.4425 million. That's a lot of decimal points. It's not, in the baseball sense, a lot of money. And all of these guys, including Brubaker, by his estimation, near the All-Star break, will be part of this team, which means they will count toward this payroll. And when you add them onto the guys who've been here, and who are already signed, like the Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes types, and so forth, not to mention all of the so-called zero to three players. That's what that category is known as in the industry. That means your first three years in the league, you basically get stamped a salary by the team. And it's close to, often at, the actual big league minimum. Well, according to the website Track. The Pirates are just a little bit over $60 million. Going to repeat that figure for you. $60 million. The Pirates, depending on how you choose to view payroll, were either at 73 or closer to $90 million this past season. And the reason I split those is because there's a way to judge it from the straight out cash standpoint of big league active payroll, which is probably the best way to do it. There's also 40-man roster payroll. There's also the payroll that's used for competitive balance tax purposes. Wow, I managed to get that one out. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. Short version, this ain't it, okay? This ain't it. And I don't know where they're going to spend this money to get to even 73. Now, you can say, and I can say, go get yourself some starting pitchers, but they've shown zero inclination to do so. At least when it comes to somebody who would actually cost something. They're not even in on most of these discussions. You find out, and agents will more often than not divulge after the fact who was in 
on their player because it benefits them for it to become public to show that they were able to build a market. Don't ask me to get too specific on that. Maybe we can get into that some other time, how agents work. But it's part of their job to make sure that as many teams as possible are bidding on their player. So they'll let these teams' names out. The Pirates' names don't come out. Now, one name that did come out yesterday is Shota Imanaga. That is a left-handed pitcher from Japan who has been reported to have agreed to a four-year contract to come over and join the Cubs. There were originally thought to be three other teams who were interested, the Giants, Angels, and Red Sox. And then yesterday, Jesse Rogers of ESPN who I know for a fact is based in Chicago, so he's around the Cubs and Chicago management. He put out a report, and he's got nothing to gain from this, that the Pirates were one of the team's past tense that also were in on this player. Now, this player is getting a contract that's really pretty pricey. The four years guarantee the man $53 million. There's also a fifth-year team option that would add another $17 million to it. That's team option. That means it's the Cubs' choice whether or not to add it. But the Pirates aren't often swimming in such waters, as Rogers duly noted in his piece. So if we're to believe that the Pirates were serious players, I'm not questioning Rogers' reporting. Guy's really good. But rather, I'm questioning the sincerity of the Pirates in being in there. Are they in there just in case everybody else undershoots where they were willing to go? Maybe. Regardless, that's not an endless field. You don't just have international pitchers galore. There's a reason that multiple teams chase these players. They see them as having value, and you know they're not a secret to anybody. The Pirates aren't going to just... You know, go to outer Mongolia and end up with a, you know, big lefty who's throwing 110 miles an hour. Although they did do this in India once, but that I, I digress. It's not looking like they're going to spend this money. And I don't think that's going to go well for them. I really don't. Of all the times that the Pirates have spent less money than what people thought they might or what had been suggested that they might, this is different. This is different. The GM is on record publicly stating in a clear, simple terminology, this was at the winter meetings a month ago, that they're going to spend more than they did in 2023. Okay, then, when we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Craig in Virginia who says, here's a question, DK, and it's not necessarily related to the Pirates, but it sort of is. What is the pool of young coaches and instructors and innovators like in the sport? Football seems to have an endless supply of up-and-coming people who are positional coaches and then coordinators on up into coaches building programs. Lots of teams seem to be able to find them and find success with them. I know the two sports are apples and oranges, but I'm wondering if baseball simply doesn't have a pool of such people for whatever reason, or whether it's such a difficult sport that there's only so much anyone can do. I love the last point. Craig, I'll begin by saying that football stands out in our country in a lot of ways, not just because it's the most popular sport, but also because at the collegiate level, it gets a ton of exposure. It's not a particularly big deal in Pittsburgh, but it is in a lot of places around the country. And because college football is shown on network TV, there's naturally going to be a greater awareness, a greater general knowledge, and I mean real knowledge, of who these people are. Who is, for example, some big up-and-coming, oh, I don't know, defensive coordinator at LSU, that's Louisiana State University. For those of you like me who don't follow college football at all, if there's someone in that program, you're going to know about him. You're going to know not only who the head coach is, I actually don't know, but you're also going to know you know, who the coordinators are and stuff like that. In Baseball and other sports, really pretty much across the board. I guess you can throw basketball into that, too, because of March Madness, so I shouldn't say that. But in, in where baseball is concerned, even though baseball at the collegiate level is getting more exposure with uh, the airing of the College World Series and so forth, and you just saw yourself the attention that Paul Skeens alone was able to get at Louisiana State University. But it's not even in the stratosphere of football. Are there people who know baseball at the lower levels? The answer that I'll give you is an unequivocal, unflinching yes. If you're looking for a way to pardon the Pirates for having lousy development, this won't be the path. And I'm not suggesting that you are, but that's just an if on my end. The people are out there. You have to know what you're looking for. You have to have an ego-free approach about it. You have to be completely open-minded. You can't be the type that sets up a result and then get yourself people who you know will find 
some way to show you that your idea was the right one. A lot of that happened with the previous administration under Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. If you just surround yourself with yes people, you're not going to get the answer that you need. You'll get the one you want, but you won't get the one you need. Oh, at least half the time, I would say. My feeling is that the pirate's problem when it comes to developing, and I'll leave drafting out of it because it's a completely separate department, but when it comes to developing is that they've got the wrong hitting coach, they've got the wrong pitching coach, and both of them are overseeing the entire operation. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today, all week long, all off-season long. You guys are nuts. Let's do it again Monday. 